What a victory week it has been for the Minnesota Vikings, pulling off a 24-10 victory over the Green Bay Packers last Sunday. However, they lose their QB1 in Kirk Cousins for the season. This is the Minnesota Vikings podcast presented by Pepsi. My name is Gabe Henderson. I'm alongside Tatum Everett and Tatum. Uh, what a series of events. Uh, we start. We started last week's game with Kirk Cousins just willing and dealing across the field. And we get to the fourth quarter, a non-contact injury occurs. He falls, he limps off the field, and then he's carted off. We find out a day later that he has a season-ending Achilles injury. We're going to talk about the trades. We're going to talk about the trade deadline. But for this Minnesota Vikings team, when you heard the news and saw the picture that Kirk posted of the successful surgery, what came to mind? This guy is going to be back as soon and as fast as he possibly can. I just think that's part of Kirk's character and who he is. It was so devastating. And I mean, you were there like the locker room was just a different mood, even though they just won. It felt like a loss. Yeah, it felt like a loss. It really did. And I was in the locker room afterwards and he was in a boot on crutches and he walked by and he was still in such good spirits. Mm -hmm. And I was actually I was telling someone the other day, I think I was like, he he understands that he's the only one that can control his emotions about this. And I really have to give it to him because he was in good spirits yep. after the game he went out to our halloween <laughs> trick or treat trail for like his you know his wife and kids were there so he was yep. like i'm going to be there too and he was on a scooter and i just think he's the kind of guy that's going to be here every day he possibly can getting better and helping out wherever he can and that's just who he is it sucks yeah. it really sucks yeah. but i you know i think this is if anyone can get through this i really do feel like he's one of those guys yeah right after the game i had an opportunity to text kirk the first thing that he just summing it up he just basically said if this is what is supposed to be done he's all for it and mm-hmm. that just means his destiny pretty much ended here with uh, him tearing his achilles in his 150th game as a minnesota viking and just where it leads to where we are right now. And uh, all signs point to Jaron Hall, the rookie quarterback. He came in when Kirk got injured, went 304, 23 passing yards, and we really didn't see much. But this is a new era of Vikings football, and uh, we finally get to see what Quasey and Kevin were, I guess, their thought process when it comes to, okay, this is kind of our quarterback of the future, or this is a style of quarterback of the future. And uh, we know that now with Kevin O'Connell announcing that Jaron Hall is Mm -hmm. a starter. In addition, the Vikings made some trade news recently trading for Arizona Cardinals quarterback Josh Dobbs. In return, we got a seventh-round pick, and we sent a sixth-round pick, both in this year's draft, uh, to the Arizona Cardinals. So uh, when when you look at just our quarterback situation now, just – what are the vibes? Like, what are you thinking? Yeah, I, well, I do think it was very poignant, and I and I think that Kevin O'Connell's been very intentional with how he has approached talking about the quarterback situation. Obviously, saying, "I want Kirk back next year." I'm not afraid to say it. You guys know I love him. He knows I love him. This organization knows I love him, and so he was very intentional, saying, "Like this guy was playing the best football of his life yeah. with us in this year, and we want more of that." And then he went on to say that Jaron Hall is the starter despite the move made, which I, again, very intentional with what he's saying. Jaron Hall's been preparing like he's the backup for a few weeks now, so I don't think he's being thrown completely into the fire necessarily. And I do think that it will be interesting to see him do a little more. It's, It's funny because when they traded for Josh Dobbs, I found it interesting that they went for someone who was a little bit more mobile yep. and maybe wasn't as much as a prototype of Kirk, but maybe someone who could be a good fit 
to work alongside Jaron and maybe help him along in his maturation process with, you know, because Jaron moves pretty well. Yeah. He moves pretty well. He's able, he's able to improv. It's, exactly. And that's something that a lot of fans were wanting with Kirk. Yeah. And we started to see that with Kirk these last few games. So mm-hmm. to your point of Josh Dobbs coming in, being able yeah. to throw the ball and run the ball, I feel like that does marry up well with uh, Jaron Hall. Continue, though? Yeah, no, but you're, but you're, right, you're totally right. And with the whole uh, the situation with Nick Mullins on IR, yep. you just don't know what the future holds with right. that. So I, th- I think it was a great trade. I think Josh Dobbs was doing really well um, in – in Arizona, despite the record, mm-hmm. um, you know, I picked him up in fantasy a couple times <laughs> and I was like, not displeased. <laughs> um, but I do th- I, I do think that his ability to help Jaron, um, it provides an immediate solution with the quality player is uh, what Kevin O'Connell said. And um, sometimes you just got to throw a couple of noodles at the wall and see yeah. which one sticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, the, the one that sticks right now was just this recent trade news. And uh, like I said before, the Arizona Cardinals received a six-rounder in this year's draft. So we gave a six-rounder in this year's draft to the Arizona Cardinals in return for a seventh-round pick as well as Josh Dobbs. And uh, the Vikings, I feel like that six-round pick was something that the Vikings really wanted back uh, shortly <laughs> after uh, trading for Josh Dobbs. The Vikings traded left guard Ezra Cleveland to Jacksonville for a six-round pick. So the Vikings still have recoup their six. Yeah, we re- right? recouped everything. Yeah. But at the same time, that that Ezra Cleveland news, um, it, it, it caught a lot of people by surprise. But at the same time, when Dalton Reisner, a guy that you picked up in free agency a few weeks back, when he's playing at the level that he's playing right now, it somewhat makes sense. But when you look at that yeah. left guard trade with Ezra Cleveland, what came to mind? I think the only reason that it was truly surprising or shocking, if you want to call it that, is because he was injured for two games. It yeah. wasn't like Dalton beat him out at practice week after week. It was just, honestly, they probably took the tape and they put it side by side. You know, they were like, okay, so Dalton and offense, like he's, he's uninjured. We want more draft capital. We don't want to lose anything in this quarterback trade. So we're willing to part ways in, in this, in this way. So I think that is what stuck out to me the most, because I, I will admit I was a little surprised, but I think that was only coming from a sense that Ezra didn't lose the job. He was just injured at the time. And Ezra, this is an opportunity for him to team back up with his former offensive line coach, Phil Rauscher, who's in Jacksonville. But yeah, at at the same time, Ezra did not lose this this spot. Uh, One thing that um, we do know is that Ezra was a healthy scratch last week in Green Bay. So he was practicing I believe he was marked as questionable going into the game so I I don't foresee Ezra missing any games going to Jacksonville unless you know it it takes a little bit of him to get adjusted to the playbook it is of note that he would be a free agent next year correct correct that's also a factor and Kevin O'Connell talking about the trade brought up Blake Brandell and how high he is on Brandell and how he loves him as a depth piece and they just elevated Chris Reed to the active roster from injury. And that's, that's someone who can play behind Garrett Bradbury in, in, in or any emergency guard center position. or yeah. any position really. So I, I do think that with the Chris Reed coming back and Kevin O'Connell's feelings about Blake Brandell, that also, you know, played a part in that. Yeah. I mean, it, it is a, I mean, what's the word? You can never have enough offensive linemen. So for the Vikings, right? So for the Vikings to trade two offensive linemen this year, including Vidarian Lowe, to the New England Patriots earlier in this year, it it, it does say a lot about what Quasey's 
uh, vision is for this team when it comes to offensive linemen and how they want to attack uh, from the offensive perspective or the offense side of the ball. But uh, we're, we're not going to do the Pepsi That's What I Like segment with all this news going on. I just feel like there's um, – so much else to talk about. There's right? so much else to talk about. And one thing that I want to talk about is just the key to success for Jaron Hall. Uh, going into this game against the Atlanta Falcons, 12 noon kickoff on Fox. You can listen to that game right here on KFA. And the pregame show starts at 10 a.m. with Mike Musman. But for Jaron Hall, going into a, a game where a Falcons team, they're, they're still trying to figure out what their identity is. At quarterback, their best defensive player just went to IR. Grady Jarrett, he just tore his ACL. So, defensively, they're still trying to figure it out also. When you look at a guy like Jaron Hall, uh, a rookie quarterback, what are some keys to success or what is one key to success uh, that he's going to have to do in order to, I guess, come out victorious on Sunday? Don't do too much, right? Yeah. Be a game manager, and that's okay. You're still learning. Yeah. Don't lose the ball. Don't turn it over. Don't try and do too much because I do think that sometimes with the improv- improvisation, you kind of take it into your own hands and think you can kind of be the hero of the yep. game. He doesn't need to be. You know, maybe I would have said that last season that that we would need someone to do that because of the way the defense was playing. But this defense has got your back. As long as Jaron Hall continues to just keep the ball, don't turn it over, don't do too much, I think that that's just – how you get the job done at this point. Yeah. I think my key to add on that, which is a really good point, is um, don't spend too much time in the cafeteria. <laughs> what get does your, that mean? Get your food to go and get back in the play. <laughs> okay, get back, okay. in, get, like get back in the meeting like room. And uh, I, I've seen Jaron a couple of times this week, and uh, you can tell that he is built for this moment. Just the way he carries himself, the way he goes about his business. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaron is a guy, I know, I know this is like off topic, but Jaron is a guy that does not spend much time in the cafeteria. Whenever I see Jaron, he is in the meeting room. And um, that was when Kirk was even starting. Like, mm-hmm. he's just a student of the game. So I'm excited to see what that looks like, to your point of not overdoing it, not overthinking it. Um, that that is going to be key. That is very much easier said than done. But at yeah. the same time, you have to lean on your guys. Like mm-hmm. I, I would like to see Jaron uh, break down the huddle this week, yeah. the pregame huddle. I, I, I would like to see him just take a, a, another level of leadership that this team needs because say what you want, like Daniil, the defense, they're going to take you know his back. They're going to have his back. Look, we're going to try to hold this defense, this offense, Atlanta Falcons offense to less than 20 points, but still – what are you going to say, Jay? You got to like, score 21 yeah, we, points we, then. We, exactly. Like, we, we need something from you. So yeah. uh, it, it's going to be a sight to see, but I'm so excited to see what this new look Vikings offense or this new era of Vikings Ugh. football can look like. I'm glad you're excited. I'm. It's not that I'm not excited. I'm just still, you know, I'm still sad. I think, yeah, I think I'm, I'm just motivated. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. I, I still just, it just still kind of still feels a yeah. little surreal. Yeah. You know, you yeah. just really take for granted the durability that Kirk had for so many seasons and you just... Just don't think twice when he runs off the field on his one foot. You're like, oh, he'll be back in the next yep. series because we just take that for granted. And so I, I am too excited. I want to – the one thing I don't doubt is that Jaron Hall can handle yep. the media attention and the responsibility and the leadership role. I think those things just come natural to him. He's a very poised and polished human being, also a little bit older. Yeah. Um, so he has that age factor as well, which is – good in times like this because 
he's not too afraid to command a room. And so I do think that that will work in his favor, as you kind of alluded to. We're so excited for him, but it is still very unfortunate to hear yeah. about Kirk Cousins. So raw, man. I mean, Kirk Tober, <laughs> right. It's, it's still, I mean, it's too soon to even be talking about I anything know. but Kirk Cousins, especially with the month that he had in Kirk yeah. Tober. And I mean, nine touchdowns, only three interceptions. He was four and one. Uh, he, he, he was rolling. He was hot. And the only person on this team that was on a more hot streak than Kirk Cousins was is our guest of tonight's show, Mr. DJ Wanham. Just his last four to five games have been starting worthy. Which is what they need, right? Yes. With Marcus Davenport out, yes. someone needed to step up, and it feels like this is DJ's time. And it will be DJ's time coming up after the break. So don't turn the dial. We'll be right back with more on the Minnesota Vikings podcast presented by Pepsi. Spalon Montage is the Twin Cities premier salon and spa destination and proud official hair sponsor of the Minnesota Vikings cheerleaders. With three convenient locations in Edina, Woodbury, and Chanhassen, there is a Spalon close to you. Visit online at Spalon.com. Flawlessly smooth skin at Pure Lux Med Spa, the preferred med spa of the Minnesota Vikings cheerleaders. Specializing in elite laser hair removal, body contouring, Botox, cosmetic filter, and age-defying skincare treatments such as Diamond Glow and Skin Pen for collagen induction therapy. For more information, visit mypurelux.com backslash Vikings for exclusive offers to Vikings fans. That's www.mypurelux.com backslash Vikings. We are back. This is the Minnesota Vikings podcast presented by Pepsi. I'm Gabe Henderson. That's Tatum Everett. And our special guest of the night, the special guest of the show, is our guy, Mr. DJ Wanham. DJ, appreciate you joining us. This is a pleasure having you sit in studio with this, my man. Man, it's a pleasure being here, and I'm just grateful to be here with y'all. Let's state the obvious here, right? Like, this, these past five games for you have been crazy. Four sacks. Uh, fumble recovery, touchdown, just everything that's went into just you being able to make these such big plays at this level. Right. What, what's that experience been like for you? It's been a great experience. Uh, I go back to my preparation throughout the week and uh, just my experience over the years, just just by being here and being able to go out in a time of need when we have players go down and being able to step up and uh, be that next man up and, I don't know, fulfill that role, a role did, which I, I know I'm more than capable of fulfilling. Um, and being able to go out there and make my plays has just been just been a great thing for me and the team. How much of the fact that you've been here for a few seasons now and you're does that play into seeing the success and seeing the results on the field? I mean, you could say that, but not really. I feel like it just goes back to just the preparation and that dog in you. You know what I'm saying? I've always been hungry from day one and I always wanna you know what I'm saying? Be great. And I got great guys around me like Daniil and Griff and Zadari Smith and all those guys that I've been able to sit behind and just watch those guys go out and, and play. So, you know what I'm saying? It's my time now, and I've accepted that role, and I'm excited to continue doing what I do. We're going to talk about Daniil and some of those guys, but you, you mentioned the word day one. Day one starts at Stevenson High School in DeKalb County, Georgia. Yes, sir. Going back home this upcoming Sunday to play the Atlanta Falcons. This is the first time in your career you're actually going back home to Atlanta to play your hometown team. From from day one until now, going back home to play, I, I would assume it, it was a lifelong dream to play inside of Mercedes-Benz Stadium? 100%, but it was a Georgia Dome before that. Oh, yeah. Exactly, okay. Yeah, what so. a great place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good memories. Man, man, just th- that that dynamic, man. Can you can you explain the, the emotions, the feelings, the thought process that goes behind starting somewhere and then you actually going back and representing your family in your hometown. Oh, yeah, man. It's it's a lot of emotions just for a lot of different reasons. Obviously, uh, being from Georgia, being from Atlanta, and 
being that being the whole team and some at one point in my life was one of my favorite mm-hmm. teams growing up uh, having guys like Michael Vick and John man. Abraham and those guys on those teams so being able to go back and just and just just be there man it's going to be a, a awesome feeling not from only for me but for my family for my hometown and you know what I'm saying those people that uh support me um but yeah, I mean, obviously, I can't wait to go back and be able to to play in front of the. How front of the high crowd. is the ticket request count at right now? <laughs> oh my God, it's, it's, <laughs> it's insane, man! I've over a hundred people for sure. Get easy. out! Yeah, easy. Oh easy. my gosh, that's amazing. That do you like? How do you think that plays into your mindset when you take the field that day, knowing that you've got your cheering section hundred deep? Oh man, it's it's it's. I mean, it's just I can feel the energy, the support. Mm. I mean, they're gonna be in the crowd watching them over me, watching me. Being able to play for the first time, mm-hmm. um, not being able to come up here in Minnesota because it's so far, but uh, just being there with them and being able to play is going to fuel me even more. Well, the last time you were this close to home, you you scored a touchdown. We played the Carolina Panthers. You had your family in town. We talked yeah. about it earlier. You threw the ball, almost hit somebody that wasn't even <laughs> that didn't even have beef with you that day. I know, man. <laughs> <laughs> but just just to be able to to be able to go down south for the second time, like for for me being from North Carolina, Tatum's from from uh, New Orleans. When you get that sun, that sun hits different and, and a different level of yourself or a different version of yourself comes out. For you as a football player, what does that feel like? Oh, man, it just goes back to, you know what I'm saying, growing up. Uh, growing up in Atlanta, growing up in that area and being outside and being able to, I don't know, just go out and have fun. Mm-hmm. So it kind of brings that feeling back of having fun and uh, where you came from, the the the, the camaraderie and, the, and the, I don't know, the family and everybody just being around mm-hmm. there's. It's just a it's just a big film that I have, and I'm going to go out and show Ted, the world. Ted, I don't, I don't want to put him on the spot, but he did say those 100 tickets. He's not he's not giving out tickets. They said they're going to have to pay for their own. Oh as, yeah, as they should, as they should. <laughs> Come yeah. on now. Come on now. What did Nelly Nelly says that in the song, right? What? But tickets not being free just because I'm famous now. Anyway, that's a really really <laughs> late throwback. Um, no, but but when you um, I, I've been around the facility hearing that there are several players with a lot of ticket requests. And, you know, a lot of players are from Georgia and these southern states where their families can finally come see them play closer to them. What is it about football down there and, and maybe the hmm. love of the game down there that's just different for you guys? It just starts off as as a Pop Warner, you know yeah. what I'm saying? When I'm five, four guys playing starting football when they're like four or five years old, starting their flag and then just working their way up from park balling, man, and just – the rec leagues down there is just a big thing. It's like a big family reunion kind of type vibe where teams come from different parts of the city and they all meet up at one park and everybody just out there grilling, cooking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. You're just at the, at the football field all day. Yeah, man, it just they just take so much pride in the coaches. It's just so <laughs> much, I don't know, it's just a pride thing, man. Everybody yeah. just loves football down there. And yeah, you guys are used to the camaraderie at every level and especially right now, it feels like this defense is just playing with so much energy and I hear the word fun being tossed around right now. How much fun are you guys having within this scheme? I mean, I know it's a lot about you guys individually, but within this scheme this season. Oh man, we're we're having, oh no, it's fun <laughs> is, 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 is an understatement, but you know what I'm saying, just having our guys go out and not have to think, just mm-hmm. go out and just play ball. You know what I'm saying? Coach Flo, Flores makes it simple for us, you know what I'm saying, throughout the week. So just going out there and being able to go out there, play fast, have fun, and not have to think about what we're doing, it, it allows us to play a step faster than, than our opponent. This this opportunity, we were talking a little bit before uh, we walked in, this this opportunity that you have in front of you right now with, you know, injuries and so on and so forth, like 
how have you been able to stay in the moment and not let this moment be too big and still operate at the level that you're playing with alongside the NFC defensive player of the of the month? I don't know. I just feel like I've been in this situation a couple of times just being here with Minnesota, uh, having guys like Griff come back in and them guys picking up Z. So just having to take that step back, knowing that I'm more than ready to, to take that step up, but just being able to sit back and, I guess, take those years and to learn a little more, watch those guys and continue to develop my game and, and just being able to have that moment so when it's my time, I'm ready to go. I recently heard a story from Coach Penton about how in meetings, Daniil, there's, they'll have these plays and they'll be like, Daniil, we need you to rush this way, and he'll be like, no, why don't why don't DJ do that? Or why, mm. why doesn't someone else do this? Like, can someone else do that? How often does it happen? Because, I mean, with Daniil, as good as he is, the humility is still there. What's 100%. it like to be in those moments like that in, those oh ro- in the room like I that? I mean, it's, it's kind of surprising, you know what I'm saying, to a fact to it, that he's had so much success in this league and he can do really whatever he wants. But it just goes back to that leadership, you know what I'm saying? He's a great leader and he sees a lot in those young guys like me and Pat Jones. And he knows that we are capable of doing those things that, that, that the coaches want him to do. Yeah. So just him having that trust in us, man, it's, it's another confidence and uh, just – just a booster to allow us, like, man, let's go out and play for this guy, man. How has your leadership skills grown in four years? Oh, they've grown a lot. Um, obviously, uh, in college, I was a three-time, uh, three-time leader mm-hmm. uh, with South Carolina, and I was more of a, uh, like a, I want a talker. Mm-hmm. I just, just more <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you, you see what you get yeah. type type leader. Yeah. But now, um, just um, being around guys like Brian O'Neill and guys that are vocal, and being able to talk so. Um, just watching those guys lead from from that from that perspective, and not just sitting back and being quiet, um, has also allowed me to sit back and learn and be like, okay, like you got to talk. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I've never been a, a big talker, <laughs> man. I've just been a, uh, get your work done. But yeah, yeah, just seeing those guys go out and and lead by example, and also lead vocally, um, has allowed me to grow. What's an example of a time that you had to speak up and and say something that maybe caught you off guard about yourself? Um, college. I can go back to college. Uh, Basically, the team wasn't doing, you know what I'm saying, what, what we needed to do one morning workouts. And I'm sitting back like, bro, like, come on. Like, I'm mad. You can mm-hmm. see the frustration on my face, but I wasn't saying anything. Yeah. And Coach like, DJ, get up here and say something. I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> so I went up there and said, uh, kind of mumbled a little bit, but then I got like, oh, yeah, like, I got the message across. I got the point across. Like, yo, like, we got to get this, you know what, together. Yeah. So go, out here, yeah. go out here and do our thing. But, right. um, yeah, man, I've, I've, I've definitely grown as a player. Uh, on the and off the field. DJ, I want to talk to you for another 30 minutes, but due to time constraints, we got to end this interview early, but we are so excited for you to be able to go back home, uh, play in your hometown, and, and also make some plays. Like I said, the last time you were close to home, uh, you scored your first NFL touchdown. So maybe we get number two? Man, maybe we get number two. Maybe it's even a bigger, yeah, a bigger play. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, always a great time talking to DJ Wanham, a guy who does not say much, but when he joins our show, he spills all the tea. Hopefully that tea will be spilled at Mercedes-Benz Stadium this upcoming Sunday, 12 noon kickoff right here on the KFAN Minnesota Vikings radio network. You can tune into the pregame show at 10 a.m. with Mike Musman, PA, Ben Lieber, and Pete Bursich. For DJ Wanham, Tatum Everett, Eric Davidson, and myself, we will talk to you guys next week right here on the Minnesota Vikings podcast. Did you know milk hydrates better than water and it's packed with 13 essential nutrients? Grab a cold glass of milk to beat the heat and boost your energy. Brought to you by Undeniably Dairy.